Now we're going to do things a bit differently today, right? The big hard fact for today will start at 5.30. First, we're going to have perspectives where the newsroom will be discussing the reopening of the aviation sector after COVID-19. And then at 5.30, I will bring you today's big hard fact where we're going to continue our conversation about Christians rejecting Salah food. But for now, it is time for Perspectives. You're listening to Perspective on 99.3 Nigeria Info. Presidential Task Force on COVID-19 gave the all clear for the reopening of Nigeria's skyline, allowing several thousands of passengers resume flying beginning from the 8th of July. But then there are a number of challenges facing the airports across the country. 14 airports across the country have so far been allowed to resume operations by the federal government. In the months during the lockdown, the country's aviation industry took a beating. Conservative estimate puts Nigeria's loss in the aviation sector at close to 180 billion naira. A recent report by the African Union on the impact of COVID-19 shows Nigeria employs over a million people in the tourism and aviation sector. In this episode of Perspectives, we're touching bases in Lagos, Potakot, Kano, and Abuja. Hello and welcome to Perspectives. I am Awoho Obo. Port Harcourt. After months of closure due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the Federal Airport Authority FAN announced the reopening of airports. Decided to open these airports beginning from July 8th, but of course it's very apparent that we can't open at once. So we opened and started with Kano, Port Harcourt, Lagos and Abuja. The Port Harcourt International Airport resumed domestic flights on Saturday, July 11, after Lagos and Abuja had resumed operations the previous week. Our correspondent was other airport reported that the first flight arrived Port Harcourt from Lagos at 7.55 a.m. The South South Regional Manager, Mr. Felix Akinbedu, said passengers will need to comply with the social distancing rules. I think I'm satisfied with what's on ground today. Whatever we are able to do, we can do more. Do more that uh, we can still scale up with what we have done. Irrespective of uh, the height we have obtained, we can still do more. Maybe the physical distance, they are all marked, but uh, we will compare them to Stick to the requirement in place. A plane that usually carries about 50 passengers had only 11 passengers on board. Our correspondent spoke to some of the passengers on that flight. People just need to adjust to new methods like going in the zone by zone, understanding the procedure why we have to line up for a long time. And those are the new challenges we have to face it. And indeed, they are good for the situation at hand. We don't have any difficulties boarding today. It was nothing. Everything that was that is being done there, put in place by the officials are perfect. To make transportation easy for people. A lecturer at the Ignatius Ajuri University of Education and political analyst Ken Weke said though the airport authorities had given directives to passengers, it will be a difficult task to enforce because of so-called big men who go about with many aids. Those who are in positions of authority having retinue of aids that accompany them to the airport and then reducing the number of people that come into the airport Will be a challenge. Dr. Wenke's warning 
proved true as there have been several reports of alleged harassment and intimidation and refusal to adhere to the protocols laid down by the airport authorities by certain governors and public office holders. Just as the airport reopening was announced, the state government said family members will have to ensure they isolate their relatives who come into the state from Lagos, Abuja and other states with high figures of COVID-19 infections. But a lecturer from the University of Port Harcourt, Dr. Emmanuel Woma, said the order will be difficult to implement. For you to ask people to begin to quarantine their family members, the first person again, you, uh, do they have the accommodation to do that? Uh, I think that government should have to For every person coming from Abuja, Lagos, from wherever, we have a special place where you can sit before you can now join the rest of your family members. As flight operations resumed, some businesses around the airport were optimistic that business would restart almost immediately. However, Corporate Car Rental Services Chairman Victor Ikechuku said it wasn't so. Before this time, we as corporate car renters, we are almost uh, 75 in numbers operating at the Portacot International Airport. You can see, out of 75 people, we are only 11 and it's really affecting us. We paid heavily uh, for fun to allow us to operate. So far, it's been two weeks since activities at the airport resumed and some taxi drivers at the airport are optimistic that business will pick up. Well, immediately when we come back now, everything that should come back to normal. We are very, very happy that we are back to work today. However, the South-South Regional Manager of the airport, Mr. Felix Akinbedu, says passengers will have to wait until the festive season. It's going to be overtime. I foresee a steady growth as from Christmas period, most especially for domestic and by essential international. This was put together by the News and Current Affairs Department of Night 2.3 Nigeria Info Port Harcourt. I am in awe of Malamamina Kano International Airport Makia, the oldest in Nigeria since 1922, was also not spared from the global calamity befalling the aviation industry owing to the COVID-19 pandemic. The plague restricted about 90% of global population from traveling just as the global economy started taking a nosedive following the worldwide lockdown to curb the spread of the virus. Following this development, most of the local airline workers were forced to either embark on unpaid leave, suffer slashed salaries or outright dismissal. In the same vein, the adverse effect of economic downturn in the aviation sector also hit the petty traders, drivers and other small-scale business owners at the airport with untold hardship during the prolonged lockdown. Market no day that time. Even up to now myself, there's no market, honestly. There's no market. They close it now. Since they closed down the airport, they don't allow anybody to enter the airport to operate any business. As they open the airport, is better. That is what we are looking for. That is what we want. According to the International Air Transport Association, IATA, while African Airlines had lost $4.4 billion in revenue as of March 11, 2020, due to low passenger demand and ticket refund, the Nigerian travel industry lost more than 180 billion naira and thousands of jobs within the first two months after the global lockdown went into effect. Most recently, the Presidential Task Force on COVID-19 ordered the reopening of Nigeria's aviation sector, but with conditions of strict compliance to the COVID-19 safety protocol. How has this protocol been duly observed so far? 
Our correspondent who visited the Malam Aminikano International Airport reports that the safety rules, ranging from temperature checks, sanitization of luggage, and physical distancing, among others, are being adhered to. Some passengers speak with Nigeria Info. Basically, I can actually say that they're actually observing the rules in preventing the spread of the virus. As you can see, there are even markers on the floor and then on the chairs such that people are not jam-packed together. And um, once you get down from your car, even before you enter, you are mandated to wear your face mask. You come in, they decontaminate your luggage, you use your hand sanitizer, they check your temperature before you can come in. Yes, they actually comply. Even if you look around, you see that there are hand sanitizers everywhere. To be honest, the social distancing thing is being observed. Well, to me, they are really trying. Actually, when I been into the airport, I was highly impressed how I see the procedure respect to the COVID-19 arrangement. Since from the gate down to inside the airport, they are following the due process. They are washing hands, using sanitizers and co. Actually, it's perfectly okay. You don't enter the airport without face mask. You have to keep your face mask on and so on. Although one of the passengers expresses her reservations over the physical distancing rule and the sitting arrangement. I was on a flight from Kano to Lagos. Right from the entrance of the airport, they were observing all this COVID-19. You had to have your temperature checked. You have to put on your face mask. My luggages were sprayed. My temperature was checked. But the only thing is that in the plane itself, there was no observable social distancing at all. We just sat down, normal, normal, as if there was no COVID-19. Other category of passengers also expressed mixed feelings over the speculated hike in price of travel fares targeted at recovering the lost revenues. While some claimed that the new prices are considerate in the wake of the current economic reality, others opine that the fares are rather not favorable. The price, that's the difference. I mean, I'm traveling from Kano to Lagos. I had to pay 28000 for this. On a normal day, it wasn't like this. It's cheaper. And I booked before. I booked ahead of hand. So it's a whole lot higher. Now we understand that this is the impact of the whole pandemic, but then they should calm down. To be honest, the price is fair enough. To me, they are really trying it's not really what I expect. I was expecting the price to be higher than because of Actually, it's the same. I didn't see any change. Still, it's still up. There's no any 100% increment. I didn't see it with respect to that one. Reacting, a source from an independent airline operator who prefers anonymity hinted to our correspondent that despite the drive to recover lost revenues, the inflation recorded in travel fares was less than 25%. The source says the reason is to enable passengers to afford traveling despite the economy challenges. However, as the domestic wing of Malam Aminikano International Airport begins full operations, stakeholders are optimistic that the current low turnout of passengers will soon improve for optimal performance towards boosting the aviation activities and restore normalcy in the industry. My name is Khadija Nasser, reporting for Nigeria Info from Kano. Abuja. All the efforts put together by the aviation community, especially FAN, NCA, and our other agencies. We're very glad that all airports in Nigeria currently are compliant with the protocols, so they are safe to operate in and out. So we're happy, we're good, everything is good, and CAV okay, as they say in civil aviation. That was the Minister of Aviation, Hadi Sirika, announcing plans for the resumption of domestic flights in Nigeria after over four months' suspension due to the novel coronavirus.
coronavirus or COVID-19 pandemic. No doubt, the aviation industry, like all other fairs of human endeavor, was negatively impacted. Some workers were retrenched with pay cuts for the retained staff and further adjustments to work schedule. The level of impact is still being quantified even as the sector battled to remain afloat. In announcing the phased resumption of flights, Aviation Minister Hardy Sirika said airline operators and airports across the country must adhere to strict COVID-19 protocols. He equally warned that unruly passengers will be sanctioned in line with the Nigerian civil aviation regulations. Would you say that all airports in Nigeria are open for domestic operations from 15th? It remains so. They're all opened. However, we're at a liberty. At any point in time, whether there's COVID or no COVID, we can close or open an airport. The ministry and agencies have received lots of inquiry regarding some alleged unruly passengers. Fan in particular had tweeted, I'd like to go through the Nigeria civil aviation regulations. And a ruling passenger, according to Table 29 in bracket 51, requires the punishment of criminal referral for imprisonment for not less than two months. So it can be 10 years. The first phase of flight resumption saw flights resume in the Namdi Azikiwe International Airport, Abuja, as well as the Muratala Mohammed International Airport, Lagos. Additional airports resumed domestic flight operations on July 8th and 15th, respectively, with international flights built to follow. General Manager, Public Affairs, Federal Airport Authority of Nigeria, Henrietta Yakubu, said the mandatory guidelines and protocols for COVID-19 containment are being implemented at airports and would be followed diligently to ensure the health and safety of passengers before boarding flights. The air travelers are advised to come to the airport three hours before their flight time. And we also advise them to check in online where it is possible. And then as soon as they get to the airport, there is what we call pre-check. The pre-check is going to take place outside the terminal. And we expect every passenger to cover their mask. So once they do that, you are also expected to observe the physical distancing. We have floor markings 1.5 meters apart. They have already been placed on the floor. So we expect passengers to note them and stand on the marking. And then... Their luggage will be disinfected outside. Footwear too will be disinfected outside and then temperatures will be checked. If your temperature is too high, you may not be allowed to continue on your journey. No doubt, during the COVID-19 lockdown, hundreds of passengers were shot out, with airlines recording billions of Naira loss in revenue. Worried by the likely impact of the negative showing, the 18 local operators made a formal application to the federal government to ease their challenges with its proposed 27 billion naira aviation bailout. An aviation consultant and pilot with over 30 years experience, Captain Dang Pam laments that the aviation industry is funded by hard currency and without adequate and special funding, the sector cannot thrive under the pandemic. Around the 4th of April, there was a publication that says that Nigerian Airlines lose $760 million revenue due to COVID-19. And that was from IETA. And of course, that's because we also lose approximately 3.5 million passengers within that time. If you look at that amount converted to Naira, in April it was different. Now if you're going to change dollars, you would pay at least a minimum around 400 Naira to $1. Around that April, it was still about 300 so that's the problem. The industry is funded by hard currency, maintenance, pilots. The only thing we've ever retrieved was with oil. But I know so many times 
In resuming the flight's operations, authorities said airlines will carry less than their capacity so as to observe COVID-19 protocols, just as passengers will have to arrive early enough to undergo the mandatory airport health checks before boarding flights to their various destinations. How are these guidelines and protocols being obeyed at airports and inside the cabins? Me, I'm afraid though, seeing people wearing all these nose masks everywhere is intimidating enough as it is. But I think everybody involved is doing the best they can. Although me, I don't agree, Sha. government should not have opened the airports now. The crowds at airports seem to have reduced. However, on a plane, it's a different ball game entirely. I am concerned that being on a plane for an extended period of time and the air is recycled and the climate is carefully controlled, you might be exposed to to someone who might be carrying and might not know and be transmitting. That is no good. As the nation and Nigerians await further easing of the COVID-19 lockdown, many fear that it will take longer period for the aviation sector and all businesses to fully bounce back from the challenges posed by the global pandemic. I am Dorcas Atinuke Bija. This report is packaged by the News and Current Affairs Unit of 95.1 Nigeria Info FM. Abuja. Lagos. Here's a picture for the airport in Lagos in the last two years. 96,621 aircraft movements handled 187.49 million cargo and 7,319 million passengers in 2019. This eclipsed the 2018 numbers where the airport movement was 91,621, while the cargo handled was 157,062 million with 6.862 million passengers. Those numbers in a COVID-19-laced world are the stuff dreams are made of, that most passengers are just happy to get their wings back, the immediate inconveniences of little concern. I'm here to enjoy the, the, the trip after the lockdown. Safety-wise, I think it's very safe. As in, I think uh, everything has been put in place, and it's, uh, I'll say it's as good as international standards. So. At least with the markings on the floor and the social distancing, but the sanitizing and all that, it's going to help every person using the airport to be safe. Initially, I was thinking that it would be more rowdy than this, but coming now, I think it's okay. Wale Shadare is an aviation editor with several years of experience. He says these are unprecedented times. He's followed the discussion keenly from all the major actors and asked big questions on the new normal for Nigeria's aviation. Flights are peaking, so it has changed. Even before COVID-19, they were struggling, but this has really exposed their underbelly. And uh, if things are not, uh, if government does not come in to assist them, I'm telling you, we may not have more than two airlines by, but, uh, by January next year. So things are really tough. Everybody, including the airlines, the aviation agency, are trying to keep us afloat, are trying to uh, 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 be alive you know, to their responsibilities. But things can never be the same again. There is a twin evil that Nigeria's Minister of Aviation talked about during the briefings by the Presidential Tax Force on COVID-19. Running airlines with the health and safety of passengers on the one hand, and then the health and safety of the economy of local airlines. 
The week local airlines resumed, 18 local operators submitted formal applications for the 27 billion Naira Aviation Bailout Fund proposed by the federal government. The federal government had pledged to support the aviation sector with bailout funds at not more than 5% interest rate. Ado Ibrahim is the Chief Executive Officer of Aero Contractors and talks about putting on the thinking cap. I think this has given us a very good chance to do that. I believe mergers and acquisitions uh, at this point is very, very critical. Unfortunately, aviation is not like the banking sector. So margin and uh, acquiring in, uh, in the aviation sector has a lot to do with the culture of the, uh, of the airline, airlines, the two cultures, the safety cultures, the uh, uh, ownership and the ownership structures. But this uh, COVID-19 has, if there's any silver line, into it, aviation, it has given us a chance, uh, an opportunity for airlines to come together, to march together, to cooperate together so that they can uh, maximize profit. During the past crisis, including the 2008 financial crisis and the 2014 commodity price shock, African tourism experienced losses of up to 7.2 billion US dollars. Under the average scenario, the tourism and travel sector in Africa could lose at least $50 billion because of COVID-19 and at least 2 million direct and indirect jobs, according to the African Union. Here's a huge problem. Lagos is a major destination for international travel. Aviation and tourism closely linked and several hotels have been caught in dire straits. Last month or two months ago, it was reported that the tourism industry lost about a trillion naira. And that is humongous, that is huge. Because if you look at it, look at the big hotels in, in, in Nigeria. Uh, the big hotels, I don't want to mention their names. We know what they generate on a daily basis in terms of the food, in terms of every other thing they do. So it is really, really huge. And if you put that side of side, aside, side by side what is happening in the global tourism industry, you will know that um, it's not really looking good. But while the aviation sector mulls over the next milestone, which is the reopening of international airspace, there are burning questions. How will the backlog of workers' salaries be cleared without the impressive numbers that come from international travel? How does the aviation sector stand while its subsidiaries remain in a state of limbo? How will the backlog of workers' salaries be cleared without the impressive numbers that come from international travel? How does the aviation sector stand while its subsidiaries remain in a state of limbo? That's the way the cookie crumbles from Lagos to Kano. One story linked together with different perspectives. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter and all our social media handles at Aoro Obo at Nigerian for FM. Perspectives and news and current affairs project for Nigeria Info. Until next time, I'm Aogo Obo. Bye-bye. Thank you so much to Agogo and all of our newsrooms from all over the country. Fantastic work there. What do you think? Do you think that the federal government should bail out the aviation sector? Are you ready to fly? Hmm? Should the government bail out the aviation industry? Do you think that um, we opened the airports too soon? Now, we're going to talk about it for the next six minutes. It's uh, 24 minutes past five right now. We'll talk about this for the next uh, six minutes. And then we're going to switch gears and talk about Salamit. 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. Hello, good evening. Hello. Good evening, good evening. sir. Good evening, how are you? 
I'm fine, Sandra. This is Chief Andy Obo calling you from Lekki. Ah, good to have you on the show. <laughs> yes, uh, great, great episode of Perspectives um, this week. Uh, uh, your question about whether the uh, government should bail out the aviation industry. Mm. Uh, you know, aviation is one of those sectors that always ends up need, needing a bailout. And so you have to ask yourself the question, can government afford to bail out the aviation industry? I see. Or, or should, do, should that money be used bailing someone else out if somebody has to be bailed out? Mm. Because aviation, I mean, yes, we need it. But at the same time, when you remember that only a small fraction of the Nigerian population actually travels by air, mm-hmm. when you remember that only a fraction of Nigerian goods move by air, you have to ask yourself, is that the best use of our money? Unfortunately, we're in a situation, the prison where the aviation industry, it's in trouble everywhere, it's in distress everywhere. We're hearing about European airlines fighting for bankruptcy, we're hearing mm-hmm. about airlines. So generally, because of the lockdowns, people are not traveling, obviously. Mm-hmm. So but now, as we're, we're near a situation now where the government is gradually um, relaxing the lockdown uh, um, restrictions mm-hmm. and we now have interstate travel again the airports are open again uh we should see an upswing in activity you know you know aviation activity would that be enough to save the distressed airlines that i don't know but the question now becomes does government really have the resources to bail out this industry because they're going to need a lot of money or would that money be better spent either some in some other bailout or simply saved because as we all know government is uh, running a very strong deficit right now and maybe sometimes the best way out of a deficit is to stop spending hmm. now uh, um, you don't think that government will be able to afford a bailout at the moment because you, you keep asking uh, the question is can they afford it what do you think well why i say that is to my mind, there is there is a very long list of um, items on which government should be spending money, and I am hesitant to say that bailing out the aviation industry is necessarily uh, one or should we should be a priority or should be at the at the front of that queue. Mm. Um, we have so many, so many distressed uh, sectors of the economy mm. we have then we have nigerians themselves as individuals mm-hmm. are also distressed a lot of people have lost their means of livelihood mm-hmm. and so you have to ask yourself um any you know the way it's, the way it's done um the way you approach uh, um, you know government in, in intervention in a mm-hmm. situation like this mm-hmm. you, you approach it like um, the game Jenga I don't know if you play that game Sandra where you're stacking up a whole bunch of blocks mm-hmm. and you're trying to remove a block and make sure the whole house doesn't topple down mm-hmm. um, what you're trying to do is this have only a little bit of money I'm trying to put it in one particular place mm-hmm. where can I put it that it will have the most impact for the most people on the most sectors of our society and so you have to ask yourself the question if you pick, say, aviation mm-hmm. ahead of, say, for instance, um, schools, for mm-hmm. instance, because you have a question about e-learning, for mm-hmm. instance. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the schools cannot afford e-learning. Mm-hmm. So maybe the money that could have gone to e-learning is instead going to aviation. Mm-hmm. So you ask yourself, what 
which of those would have had a better impact for the society in general? When your money is short, it's like all of us, when you're budgeting in your house, mm-hmm. your salary is a particular amount and you ha- you want to buy so many things, but your salary cannot meet all of them. You choose which of them are your priority. And so we all have to ask ourselves, for government and therefore for society, mm-hmm. is saving the airlines and the aviation industry priority. We're going to leave it at that Chief Obofero, thank you so much for calling into the show, we appreciate it and uh, that's also all the time we have for that particular conversation because we're going to switch gears right now and talk about something that you've probably had some experience with rejecting Salah or Christmas meat. Do you eat Salah ram as a Christian or do you eat Christmas chicken as a Muslim? Let's have that conversation uh, on the other side of 530 I am Sandra Ezekwasili. You're listening to Hard Facts. We're going to stream that conversation on Facebook and on YouTube so you can uh, tune in and watch, right? Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. YouTube is Nigeria Info FM. More conversation, more talk, more right after this. Welcome back to Hard Facts with Sandra Ezekwasili. as a Christian or Christmas chicken as a Muslim? I'm asking because this conversation started on Twitter during the holidays, right? And we uh, talked about it some more on the big three on Monday because some Christians were rejecting food that their Muslim friends and neighbors gave them during Salah. I was shocked my guy, because the one they didn't give me, oh, I chop him. Oh, I chop him well. You know? In fact, I was even looking for more. Now, here's our big hard fact for today. On Eid Adha, Muslims celebrate God providing a ram for Ibrahim's sacrifice in the Quran. He's the same as Abraham in the Bible. That's the big hard fact for me. Because Muslims are celebrating the same story that I was taught in Sunday school about God telling Abraham to sacrifice his son but giving him a ram at the dying minute. It's the same story. The only disagreement is which son. But that's by the way. The point is, Muslims and Christians share this heritage. And here in Nigeria, here in Lagos, we live side by side. And my neighbors are celebrating and they give me ram, they give me rice. But apparently, some people reject it or they accept it, but throw it away when the neighbors have left the house. So we talked about that on Monday. I told you about somebody who talked about it on Twitter, how her mother received um, ram that has already been fried from their neighbor. And then she fried it again with anointing oil before her family ate it. I told you about the uh, family that somebody visited and uh, a Muslim neighbor came and gave them ram and their mother told them to throw it away. And she begged them to please give it to her instead. And because of that, we started to talk, right? And you had a lot to say. There wasn't enough time on the big three on Monday. So I told you, you know what? Let's talk about it today. So first things first, tell me about your salah. If you're a Muslim, did you share food with your Christian friends and your Christian neighbors? How did they receive it? If you are a Christian, did your Muslim friends or neighbors give you food? 
when they did, what did you do? I'm not going to judge you, honestly. I just want to hear the the reason behind it. I don't. I just. I want to understand the psychology. You know, say, you know, those of us where you know we don't understand these things. So help me to understand this thing. Understand? <laughs> Are you like me? And did you thank your neighbors and ate the food they gave you and overstuffed yourself and you were looking for more like a thief? Or did you reject it? Or did you accept it, but you threw it away when your neighbors left? Franklin is on the line. Hello, Franklin. Thank you for calling. Thank you, Sandra. Good evening. Good evening. All right. Um, okay, so I'm a Christian. Um, but I was I was born in Lagos. I grew up in the north. Okay. And then um, I, I can imagine you telling me not to eat um, the salad ram. Hmm. I can just imagine. In fact, on the salad day, hmm. I remember I had to visit a Muslim friend of mine, a hmm. colleague actually. Mm-hmm. And trust me, it was it was the best thing I've had in a very long time. Hmm. Um, so I also have a mom. Uh, my mom. Um, would not eat the ram. Hmm. And, you know, each time we have our neighbors bring um, um, salad ram to us, hmm. my mom would say, no, um, they, they did a lot of the incantation or ritual. And I would tell her, mom, did they do the ritual on your behalf? Whatever ritual they are having, that's their business. Mine, I'm eating the ram. And come to think about it, you go to the, um, you also go to the market. Hmm. These guys, kill this ram even at the market mm-hmm. and they also make their prayer because before a house man kills um, um, any living thing mm-hmm. yes they, they, they make that prayer mm-hmm. they, they say a prayer mm-hmm. and then before they slaughter mm-hmm. and then you go to the market with your hard and money and you see you buy the same ram or you and buy then, suya yes you buy suya mm-hmm. and you don't know what has happened there and then but you eat it mm. And then when it comes to the time for me to enjoy, you come to tell me or give me the salmon of me not eating it. Mm. I'm wondering. Mm. I had a good time. In fact, the six years I spent in the north, mm-hmm. in Katsina precisely, mm-hmm. was fantastic for me. Okay. So, Franklin, yeah. thank, thank you for calling. I appreciate you calling me. 99.3. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good evening. Sandra. What's your name? My name is Moses from Lekki. Moses, hey. how was your salad? Yeah. I'm not a Muslim. My mom is. Okay. For me, I'm not a Muslim. Okay. But the fact is that there's something called hypocrisy. You see, first, what is Salah? Me, as a Christian that I am, which I know what I do, even the Salah period, the Muslim that I have that knows me hmm. will not even offer me because they know my stance. When it comes to even the Christmas, the Christian will not offer me because they know my stance. Okay. As a Christian, you have to have your stand, and people will know it, know you for your stand. You will tell me totally, it goes against Christianity. How? Jesus Christ has come to die for all. Why the celebration that David, I mean, um, Abraham did is what they are still doing till now, which has died off. And one does not need to celebrate such anymore. Because Jesus Christ's blood is more than it. So, I don't know. Many people call themselves Christian, but the truth is that they know nothing. I'm not insulting anybody, mm. but anybody that knows his Bible that calls himself Christian, mm. she knows his stand. Peter said, I go to... Ah, okay, Leo. I think uh, Christ turned off that call. We've got Suleiman on the line. Hello, Suleiman. Hello, Sandra. Good evening. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Thank you very much. Suleiman from Bafapa. Yes, Sandra, mm-hmm. Sandra, you see, 
you see in both sides, either Christian or Muslim, or, mm. you see from the parents, mm. you know, the way they brainwash their children, you know, mm. their children right from the beginning, you know, mm. just like you not marrying Christian or not marrying Muslim, you know, it's from the parents, you have been on and on and all this religion fanatism. Mm. That's what I'm telling you, Sandra, mm. religion in Nigeria, 80% of religion in Nigeria is a scam. Mm. I'm sorry to say, I'm telling you, either Christianity or Islam, I don't know. I don't know where we are going. I don't know. So have you, you have you experienced Muslims rejecting uh, Christmas? I'm a Muslim now. Mm. There's nothing to hide there. Mm. It's both sides. I'm telling you, it's both sides. They, they did it. It's both sides. What's the reason? <laughs> What's the reason I don't that... Know, it's fanatism now. They just, preached, they just turned the, 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 the Bible upside down, told you the Quran upside down. That's, that, that's the way they... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. It's always true. Like we have traveled, I'm a civil servant. Okay. I travel all over. I travel all over. I share different cultures, you know. Okay. I've told my kids, I, I tell them, that, look, my friend, anywhere you find love, mm. just come to me. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the blessing for you. Forget about it. But don't you ever discriminate whether this one is a Christian or a Muslim. Oh, if, you, if you if you are in love with a Muslim or Christian or whoever, go for it. Don't you ever discriminate. This is nonsense. Where are we going? Where are, where are we going? I don't know. Where are we going? And we say we are praying for this country to be to be to, to be okay for us, for both of us. Sandra, thank you for this topic. But thank you very much. Sandra. Thank you so much for calling us. Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three. Are you a Christian? Did your Muslim friends and neighbors give you food? What did you do with the food? Did you like me? Thank them, and after they left, you ate it and overstuffed yourself, or did you reject it, or did you accept it but you threw it away when they left? Whatever you did, I want you to tell me why you did it. What influences your decision to do it? We have the caller who called in and said, uh, even as a Christian uh, on Christmas Day, I don't eat any meat because sacrifice something once in once in. You you heard the call, you know. So, what were your personal reasons? What are your personal convictions about these things? We've got Monday, who's Hello, a first-time yeah. caller. Uh, Monday, thanks yeah. for calling us. You're live on the show now. Welcome. Yeah. Good, up, uh, good evening. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Yeah, uh, Sister Sandra, you are doing a very job, a good job. Eh? Thank you. For the past 10 years, I've been uh, listening. I don't miss uh, Nigerian food. Eh? If I don't go to anywhere, even if I'm good site, I, I put more my, my phone there. So. Mm. Uh, this topic made me to uh, put him up. See, I don't know. I don't know where we're heading to. Is, is where are we problem in this country? Is religion going to solve our problem? I'm asking uh, the Nigerians, is the religion, whether you are a Muslim or you are not, you are a Christian or you are, is it going to solve our problem? Because if you look at the people in the National Assembly and the, the government, uh, they, you, there is no pagan there. All of them swear, uh, uh, swear with the Bible or, or Korean. So uh, I don't know where we are heading to. Let them tell me where we are heading to. Whether the religion will solve our problem. Will the religion solve our problem, Monday says. Somebody sent us a message on WhatsApp. says, Peter had a dream where God showed him lizards and other animals and told him, Arise, Peter, 
kill and eat. And Peter said, Lord, I cannot eat these animals. They are unclean. And God said to him, that which God has called clean, you cannot call unclean. Make of that what you will. All right, gentlemen, thank you for sending that message to us via WhatsApp. We've got a number of WhatsApp messages. My God. All right. Uh, Dear Sandra, it's sad that we as a people only take things said in the holy books out of context or in isolation. We need to stop this ignorance. If anyone decides not to eat salamit or Christmas chicken, please give it out to the many people who are hungry out there. There's a lot of hungry people, especially in this COVID-19 season. Uh, The great sin here is throwing food away way when there are hungry families out there. May God forgive them. Lukman from Lagos says. We've got Mark in a gege on the line. Mark, how are you? Fine. I'm fine, Sandra. Good evening. Good evening. Yeah, concerning the topic that we are talking about, mm-hmm. I came back, I am from a Muslim uh, background. But like what happened on, the, on Friday also, like we the Muslim, we do share our food, but some people rejected it. Hmm. But in this our country, let me just say in Nigeria, as uh, one of the scholars said that uh, religion in Nigeria is a scam. It's a scam because how can you offer someone's food and he rejected it? Because I don't, I don't see something is normal. The person prepared it and you don't know how the stress that the person has already got, go through hmm. and prepare the food for you and come and give you and throw it away. It's, it's not good. It's good. We the Nigerian we should preach a love. Mm. We are not having love in this our in this our country. We are just preaching this one, this one, this one. But as a good uh, Muslim, as a good Christian, we have to show ourselves love. Because like on that on Friday, there's some Muslim, uh, sorry, a Christian, uh, my fellow Christian that we do give food, and he rejected it. We say uh, he said no that the religion is practicing. Even some there's some Christian in our compound on mm. Christmas Day. Mm. If his own uh, follow Christian, mm. give them give them food. They will get it. They say in their own uh, religion or in their own size. There, there's no call. Uh, they doesn't celebrate uh, Christmas. How do you know? That's the thing that I just want to share on you. Thank Mark, you so thank much. you for calling us. Uh, we've got Keno who says, "I know feet eat salamito." Sandra, wait, do Christians still sacrifice animals to God? Sacrifices were made to God before Jesus is coming to petition God, but Jesus came to end all with His perfect life. A perfect, a perfect life was lost by Adam. So no animal's blood can pay for that. Jesus Christ paid already. If I value Jesus' sacrifice, I will not go back and start making or eating animal sacrifices tagged as a sacrifice to God. All right, Keno. Thanks for sending your message in. While growing up, my parents taught me not to eat the Muslim festival meat, but I am now a man and I have my own family. I've made my own findings as a matter of fact. I did a little of Islamic studies and I found out that there's nothing like sacrifice about the meat. During the last Muslim festival I ate a lot of meat. As a matter of fact, my teeth is still paining me. So I don't know why we don't read the Bible. We just allow religion and fanatics to push us to the world. My name is Kingsley Ifang Ichuku. I am on the road. Ifang Ichuku, thank you so much for sending your message in. Um, We've got, um, I believe it depends on personal conviction. One should not go against his or her beliefs to please neighbor. In addition, you cannot command or demand what I choose to do with the gifts that you have given me. Jesu Leke says. This person has Jesu in their name. All right. Kingsley is on the line. Kingsley is in Festa. Hello, Kingsley. Hi, Sandra. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? 
Fine, thank you. How was your salad? Enjoyable. I whacked meat until I couldn't whack anymore. <laughs> okay. Yes. You know, this 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 um, um attitude of throwing meat away is to me is sheer hypocrisy. Let me tell you something, Sandra. Mm. This that is pretense, which is even a sin. When they bring the food to your door, tell them at the door you don't want the food. Instead of taking the food in, you throw it away. Then you see the person, you start laughing with the person. Isn't that hypocrisy? There are Christians in Nigeria that will argue with Jesus on the last day. They will argue with Jesus, just like was arguing with God. You can see God was telling him to eat, arguing with God that that, that meat is unclean. Let me give an example. Mm. I know a man that is a, is a Muslim, he married a, a Christian. Mm. How will they share the food in that family now? <laughs> the lady is a Christian, man, the man is a Muslim. Will the wife say the meat is, is a sacrifice and will not eat it? <laughs> Let them call an answer. Because I'm confused here. I have big I have some friends in Abuja, mm. well educated. They call they call me over. We go when the salad time comes, I go over there, big chunks of meat, fried, well fried, barbecued and everything. Mm. I eat to my satisfaction. Why will I now say I'm be pretending to laugh in their presence, then at their back, I now throw the food away? Pure hypocrisy. Thank you, Sandra. Thank have you, Kingsley. Day. You too. Have a good evening. You know, I want to talk about that throwing the food, um, um, you know, part. I, throwing the food away part. I want to talk about it a bit, right? When I was growing up, eh, throwing food away was the worst, worst sin that you could commit my parents would not stand for it they would ask you about all the starving children in the world people who would give anything for a little of the food that you just trashed it was considered the worst of bad manners till today my husband would want to throw small food away I say think of all the children in IDP camps come on finish that food and then he'll finish it but apparently it's happening a lot Apparently, adults are doing it from the, from the people who share their stories on social media. So it tells me that these people feel very strongly about not eating salad food. Because I bet you that most of these people who throw the salad meat away, they would never think of doing it with other food. So the question I have to ask is, what do they think is so bad about eating salad food that it's for them worse than throwing food away. Some people will say it's religion. Somebody called me on Monday and said Salah Ram was sacrificed, right? Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 8 from verse 4. Let me read it to you. It says, As concerning therefore the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifice unto idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world and that there is none other than God but one. Chapter 5 says, For though there be that are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lords many, chapter 6 says, But to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom uh, are all things and we in him and one Lord Jesus Christ by whom are all things and we by him so basically what Paul is saying there is that there's only one God so idols don't exist and anything offered to them is meaningless so if as a Christian you don't believe in any other God why do you think that God is alive 
and that sacrifices to that God have any power. And that's if you work on the assumption that the Christian God and the Muslim God are different too. But that's a different conversation. I don't want to start that conversation today. Because we, we see both stories, right? Of Abraham or Ibrahim in the Bible or the Quran, right? But that's a different story. Let's not go there. My main point is, if the Bible itself says eating food offered to other gods is okay, why have some Nigerian Christians decided it is not okay? The whole point of Galatians was Paul saying that the rules laid down by James and Peter in the book of uh, Acts were wrong. Remember, because somebody sent me a message here on WhatsApp and said, um, uh, Acts 21, 25. The entire point of what Paul did in the book of Galatians was to, to rebut that. Sandra, this country is so religious, but they never understand what God is preaching to them, either through the Bible or Quran. I'm a Christian, but Sandra, I have enough ram meat now where I am eating. My name is Femi and I'm in Ikoi. Femi, thanks for sending your message in. Good evening, Sandra. I remember then as a Christian, we do not bother to cook on salad days because enough food from our Muslim brothers, likewise our Muslim family friends, don't cook when we celebrate Christmas because we supplied them with enough food. So when did that change? When did this new trend begin? Seriously, when did it begin? When, when did everything change? We've got this person who says, when Abraham sacrificed Ram instead of Isaac, did he, Abraham, also share the meat? I don't know. I was not there. We're going to have to ask him when we meet him eventually, if there's somewhere eventually to meet. Sandra, in Nigeria, we start every meeting with a prayer. We tell lies throughout the meeting and we end it with another prayer. Our problem is hypocrisy. Both Christians and Muslims are one of our problems in this country, Victor Inijagun says. Tyre Naja says, if I hear say I chop ram when I see him, but I know chop ram, oh sorry. If I hear say I know chop ram when I see him, but unfortunately I didn't get any this time around. I think it's sheer ignorance that people don't embrace each other's religion despite promoting tolerance. If you don't want it genuinely, it's fine. But baseless suspicion is just ignorance. Hmm. All right. Sandra, well done. Meat is meat. Foul is foul. Now we just put adjective. World has gone beyond Muslim or Christian. The phones and gadgets that we are using are made by pagans. Okay. I don't know how they feel about being called pagans, but okay. Tony from Oasis. On the issue of eating salah meat, the Bible... The word of God said, when I was a child, I spoke like a child, I reasoned as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. It depends on individuals' understanding of the word of God. Collecting it and throwing it away is another level of sin. Such a person should ask for forgiveness. Tony from Moe, thank you for sending your message in. We have Prince YS on the show. Hello, Prince. Thanks for calling. How are you, my own lady Sandra? I'm very well. That is, you are building the bridge between the two dominant religions. I must appreciate you. We love you, and we we, we, we support you. Hmm. You say you are going to bring God this, the topic today, hmm. and you fulfill your promise. Hmm. You see, so I'm thanking you for this. I when you see Salah celebration, we, we support the the the, the, the festival. Festival of Sufi promise. You know? Hmm. The 
Holy Prophet uh, Ibrahim, Ali Salatu Asala, that is Abraham, this is the Holy Bible. Promise God Almighty. And I'm about to fulfill the promise. God has say, hey, you fulfill your promise, don't kill your son anymore. I replace that son with this ram. So that's ram. We are killing. As I'm talking to you. I'm a default Muslim. Mm. During the Salah period, where, where you can't hear my voice because I travel to village, mm. to my village. Mm. On Salah day, I tell them to kill my, my ram. We see it among the neighbors. None of them rejected it. And I know some came later. The one said, thank you, sir. I wish you back in Lagos in a very grand style. You see, that's how it's supposed to be. Hmm. And for me, our Christmas time, I, I said it in Lagos. Hello? Mm-hmm. I'm hearing you. So, that period, my house jumped with the right and good, uh, 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 what do they call it? Um, remind me now. <laughs> Sandra. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to remember now. <laughs> no, no, it's on that floor. They only keep out, you know. Mm. Ooh, I ate it with my family, my children. We ate it. And that is how we're supposed to do in this country. Mm. You know, somebody say, just cars has come. No need of a clean something. But it just can't say, I've not come to annul the law. It means the Old Testament, Testament and New Testament support what you are saying, what I'm saying. So for me, as a Muslim, mm-hmm. so I'm Muslim to reject. And I always accuse them. Because the only Quran told us, eh, 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 that is, when you see the religion of, a new, eh, of a Christ, if they give you food, mm-hmm. their, their food is, is, is lawful. You can eat it. When my Quran told me this, what's that with them, my Christian brother, who gave me food? The person that received the food, and throw it away, he committed sin. In this country today, many people are hungry. What do we have back on the street? They are looking for anything you get to them. They receive it. You give them food, they're happy about it. What are we talking about? What are we I talking just- about, Prince Wyatt says? Unfortunately, Prince Wyatt, we're out of time, so I had to, I had to end that call. But I think we need to um, go back to a place where we are more tolerant of each other, right? We... we, we I don't know if we've gotten less tolerant as a society because I remember when I was younger, um, it, it, I, I heard it was normal because, I mean, I've never lived in Lagos until 2018. 2018 is the first time I've lived in Lagos and I didn't used to visit Lagos. When I, whenever I would come to Lagos, it would be to, to leave the country through Lagos, not stay in Lagos. But we heard a lot of stories about Lagos, right? And you heard that, you know, people from both religions would be in the same family. Sometimes a Muslim woman would marry a Christian man or vice versa. It's still happening, by the way. Sometimes a man would marry more than one wife of different religions. One of them Ifa, one of them Christian, one of them Muslim, right? So you would end up with children in one family and all of them have different faiths. In fact, growing up, eh, people praised Yoruba people for that relaxed attitude towards multi-religious families, multi-religious societies. So I was very taken aback on Monday, on, on um, during uh, Ilea this period, when I was seeing those tweets. I was taken aback when a lot of Lagosians were saying, nah, no greet up another religion food. Ordinary food, my guy. Food. If food fit cause this kind of begay, what's it going to happen when we begin talk marriage or raising children?